How's everybody doing this morning? Hopefully you're doing well. It's Friday morning, hard to believe. Of course, you might be listening to this on Tuesday afternoon. Who knows? But for me and for those who are listening in live right now, it is a Friday morning and uh, it's supposed to be a nice, nice day here today. Tomorrow, maybe not so much, but we're not worried about that. Not at all. Just we take each day as it comes and try to walk with Jesus no matter uh, what what the weather's like, no matter what the circumstances are, just try to walk with Jesus. Hey, yesterday I talked to you about uh, this uh, Filament Bible app and the Tyndale uh, New Living Translation. Uh, again, it's a translation. It's not a paraphrase. It's a translation. Uh, it's sometimes we think that 
we get so precise when sometimes there isn't as quite a precise of a translation of words. Uh, and that's just something that it's one of those things. I mean, I've gone from not only thinking not, not just King James, like some people think just King James to thinking, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of holes in translation, but, but we do get the message. Uh, we do get the message, uh, clearly from the translations, uh, and, uh, it does give us direction for life. I do want to play for you uh, a little uh, a little commercial for the Filament Bible. I think it's going to come out okay. Let me give this a try here. The Filament Bible Collection is just what you are looking for and more. Choose from more than 70 different Bibles that are beautifully designed, highly readable, and in an easy-to-carry size. But these Bibles are more than meets the eye. They all work with the Filament Bible app, which uses your mobile device to transform your handy reading Bible into a supercharged study and devotional Bible. Here's how that works. First, go to the App Store or Play Store. Search for Filament Bible and download the app. Follow the prompts, and in less than a minute, you're ready. Second, open your Bible, tap the camera icon in the app, and simply scan the page number in your Bible. The Filament app delivers notes and resources that specifically relate to the page you're on. And third, choose Study, Reflect, or See. Study takes you to study notes, profiles, and more. Reflect opens devotionals, and See offers videos, maps, infographics, and worship music. The Filament Bible Collection is your gateway to a Bible reading experience never before possible. As easy as one, two, Three. Well, again, I, I told you that uh, it's it's a tremendous thing. I was I really hadn't showed shown Wendy even what that's like, and uh, it, it is just a tremendous tool. It, it uh, again, it gives you notes, background, uh, maps, charts, uh, videos, uh, worship. Uh, songs that would go along nicely with the passage so it just a great great you have to buy the Tyndale uh, New Living Translation Bible uh, and again you saw the covers there lots of fancified covers for for you lady folk and uh, you get the app on your phone or your tablet and you're good to go great study resource I share that because uh, I want to make sure that you are equipped and prepared for uh, for study, uh, equipped and prepared to grow deeper in Christ, equipped and prepared to be able to to share Christ with other people. So uh, there you go. Uh, there's no compensation. That's not like a paid advertisement to, or anything of that nature. It's just simply uh, something I wanted to share with you uh, to help you feel equipped and have the uh, the tools in your toolbox that uh, you need to have to be able to live fruitfully for Christ. Well, hey, we are in uh, Philippians chapter 2. We started yesterday. We got through the first four verses. Really, we hit verse 5, and verse 5 said this. Uh, it said, each of uh, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. So it's talking about attitudes, it's talking about how do we get along with people, and uh, 
And now, as Paul says, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. What does he mean? He goes now into verses 6 and following to, to begin to unpack what he means by the statement, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Verse 6, who, being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Now, let, let's take the beginning of verse 6 and the end of verse 7 and, and package those two together and everything else fits in between. Who, being in very nature God, in other words, where it says right here, being very, being in very nature God right here, he is God. Uh, there is ample, there are ample verses in the Bible that tell us that Jesus is God. Uh, Hebrews chapter one tells us that he was the creator of all things. Well, you know, if he weren't God, he couldn't be the creator. And it's, it speaks specifically of Jesus. Colossians chapter one tells us that he is the creator of all things. Uh, John chapter one tells us he is the creator of of all things. He could not be creator if he were not God. And it isn't speaking of just God, it's speaking of Jesus in those passages. Jesus is God. And uh, so being very nature God, and, and as God, I mean, he uh, would have every right to expect worship. He would have every right to expect people to serve him. He would have every right uh, to expect that people would bow before his feet. He would have every right to, to think that, that people would, would be there to do his bidding at a whim. But yet, verse 7 tells us this. It says, he was made in human likeness. He took on flesh. Uh, we read about that in Matthew chapter 1. We read about that in the first couple chapters of uh, of the book of Luke. Uh, we read the prophecies of that uh, from the book of Isaiah, that, that he would come among his own people, the Messiah. But the Messiah wasn't merely only man raised up through the lineage of David. He was the God-man, perfectly God, perfectly man, something that we don't understand called the hypostatic union uh, put together. Uh, how can you have 100% of two things in one cup? You know, uh, if I fill my coffee cup with 100% coffee and want to put 100% cream in it, it doesn't work. It just spills all over the counter. But yet Jesus was 100% God, 100% man, uh, being made in human likeness, the incarnation taking on flesh, becoming like us, that he could understand our sufferings, that he could understand our weaknesses, that he could understand what it was like to feel cold, that he could understand temptation, that he could understand all those things so that as a great great high priest, he could empathize with us in every way. Perfectly God, perfectly man, and yet it tells us this in verse 6, he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. In other words, he wasn't saying because I'm God, and I've already kind of said these things, because I'm God, you have to bow before me. He came as a servant. He came as one uh, who was like, like a silent lamb before its shears, before its slaughters, being silent. While he had every reason as God, he could have said to 
all men anywhere on planet Earth bow before me. He did not do that. Verse 7 says he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. Now, let's let's stop right there. Uh, sometimes we're the types of people who would say, well, you know, uh, I, I, it's right for other people to... Uh, to bow before me. It's right that I should expect people to run around and serve me and and do for me because uh, don't you know who I am? You ever see people like that? Ever been a person like that? That it's like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a powerful person. I'm an important person. I'm a person who fill in the blank. If you only knew who I was, you would you would get out of your way for me. If if you only knew who I was, you would bow down before me. If if you only knew who I was, you would step aside in the line, let me go first. I mean, kind of like some Hollywood actors or famous people or some congressmen, you know, go around acting like they're all that. And, and really, you know, that's not the way of Jesus. If you and I are going to live in the way of Jesus, what that means to us is that we are going to lay ourselves aside, be the servant. We're going to step to the back of the line. We're going to step aside so somebody else can go in front of us. Uh, we're not going to act like we're, we're, we're the most important person on planet Earth. Uh, and yet there are people who are like that. That is not the way of Jesus, not at all. And uh, verse 7 said, being made in human likeness, being made just as we are, he took the nature of a servant, uh, making himself nothing. This is the way of Jesus. This this is the way that, that we need to uh, establish ourselves uh, in our own lives. And uh, sorry, I have an associate bothering me this morning. We, we need to uh, really put others first. This is what Paul, this is where he began. In chapter two, and uh, to be like-minded, have the same love, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. In humility, consider others better than yourselves. Look not only at your own interest, but the interest of others. Uh, this is the call of the Christian life. This is how we are to live. Now, let's continue on down through these verses. Verse 8 says, and being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. I mean, that is that is ultimate humility. And notice it says, why obedient to death? Um, why does it use the word obedient? I mean, the, he, he gave his life. No one took his life from him. He gave his life. As God, no one could take his life except he lay it down. That's the only way. So to humble himself, becoming obedient to death, uh, and not just a peaceful death with, with the help of uh, the types of medications we have today, uh, but a painful death, the excruciating death, the death on the cross. Just a moment.
Sorry, I'm back with you. I just needed to help uh, my associate uh, move to a different spot here uh, so as to not uh, bucky the black lab. And uh, let's continue on here. Sorry about that. Um, Verse 8 said, being found in the appearance of a man. I mean, how would we know that... uh, that he would he would have the appearance of a man, uh, and yet he he did have an appearance of a man. I'm having technical issues with myself this morning. Got distracted by the dog. Uh, sorry about that. But then verse nine says this. In the end, it says God exalted him to the highest place, gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Peter tells us, James tells us, the book of Proverbs tell us that those who uh, exalt themselves will be humbled, but those who humble themselves will be exalted. Uh, If pride goes before a great fall, So to not be proud, to not be filled with ourselves, but rather to be filled with humility, to be filled with servanthood, knowing that ultimately we will share in the glory of Christ. This passage, let me put it in a couple different, uh, let's put this in the message paraphrase and see what it says to us here. Um, I'm going to begin at verse 5. Think of yourselves the way Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. And I think that's a fair rendering. And Again, it's paraphrased, but I think it, it does get to the heart of the matter. He was equal with God. He was God, but he didn't say, well, I'm God, and so you should bow before me. No, he didn't cling to those advantages. Verse 7 says, when the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. I mean, he he could have uh, weaved in back and forth from from deity to to humanity, deity, humanity. Well, I I don't want to feel badly today, so I'm going to function as deity. Uh, I don't want to feel his pains so from going to function as deity. No, he he laid that aside so that he could experience what we experience, so that he could empathize with us in our suffering. Uh, verse 8 continues. It says, uh, it was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. Again, I think Peterson does a really good job getting the heart of the matter here. To live a selfless, obedient life, to die a selfless, obedient death. Then it says, because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far above anything or uh, anyone ever, so that all created beings in heaven and on earth, even those long ago dead and buried, will bow and worship before Jesus Christ and call out and praise that he is the master of all to the glorious honor of God the Father. This, this, is, this is Jesus. And, and while it is speaking of Jesus, 
it is speaking about how we are to be in, in following after Jesus in our own lives. I mean, th- this is a great Christological passage here. But beyond the fact it's a great Christological passage, it is also a passage that, that is intended to tell us that Christ is our example. Well, while Jesus is far more than merely a good example, I mean, he is God, he is Lord, he is Savior, he is King of all kings. Nonetheless, he is also an example. We are to emulate him. We are to imitate him. We are to be like Christ. And so this passage tells us what he was like while on the earth, while deserving of praise, while deserving of men's applause, while deserving of all these things, he humbled himself and took the form of a servant. That's our example. Now, in the comment section here, Walter leaves this comment. I listened to a podcast by Timothy Keller early this morning. He talked about this very thing, and he used the example of Christ being very God and willing to humble himself to give us the path to salvation. How can we not give ourselves to him and then to each other in the very in every context of our experience in this life, absolutely, Walter, preach it, brother, preach it. And, and that's that's the call of the Christian life. No pride, no arrogance, no uh, uh, self-righteousness. Anything that we have, we have by the grace of God. Our, uh, our very obedience is the grace by the grace of God, our, our our, our very survival is by the mercy of God. It's all Christ. We should not think of ourselves too highly, but rather we should look at Christ. We should think of Christ, and we should think of his example and be that way with each other. Now, those of you that have traveled with me for many years of ministry, or those of you that have traveled with me these last uh, three-plus years of this broadcast. And by the way, I think today marks the 200th episode that uh, will be available via podcast, if, if my memory serves me correctly. Yesterday was 199. Today will be 200 in the podcast version, available on Apple and Google and Spotify and Podbean and other places. Those of you that are stuck with me, know what I say about self-righteousness. You you ever open the refrigerator up with something that's putrid? You've been away for a while, and and somebody left left, um, some chicken in there or some fish or something and been gone for three weeks or a month, and it comes back and you open it, and it's putrid. That's what self-righteousness makes you want to gag and throw up. Chicken manure is another one. All kinds of things like that. Self-righteousness stinks. Be humble. Be like Christ. Put others first. Don't toot your own horn. All those different types of things to be like Christ and then to put others first. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go further in this passage. We will pick up tomorrow about what it means to be uh, light in the world. Uh, I think we'll... Well, not tomorrow. Monday, I guess it will be. We'll push on uh, into chapter 2 on Monday. But, friends, just, just I want to let you know, 
how glad I am, how grateful I am for you, for you sharing in uh, in this ministry, for you partnering in this ministry, uh, in, in all the various ways you do, just your participation here. To see your name come up um, in, in my comments, in my in the app that I use on my side of the uh, of the screen here, uh, I'm so very, very, very appreciative of, to have you. So humbled that you would uh, uh, travel along with with me for these last uh, three plus years that we've been doing this. So it's probably getting close to to three and a half years now. I think that we've been doing this. So I'm grateful for you. Glad for you. Uh, wherever you are, if you are in beautiful Virginia, enjoy the the storm that has passed you by. Enjoy the sunshine and the warmth and the heat. Uh, for those of you in other places, I, I don't know what the forecast is there where you are, Don, in uh, Rhode Island. But those here in New England, uh, just brace yourselves. Be prepared. Better to be prepared and have nothing happen than have something happen and not be prepared. Fill up your water jugs, uh, go buy extra water, fill up your gas cans if you have a generator, and just in case it gets nasty, we are uh, we are watching Hurricane Lee out uh, in the ocean off the coast, uh, heading heading up toward uh, New England and, and New Brunswick uh, and uh, Prince Edward Island. Um, so be be smart, be safe. If you're here in New England, pick up your stuff that's outside so it doesn't blow blow away. Uh, and be better uh, if you go out uh, Saturday or go out Sunday and nothing has happened. You put your stuff back outside and, and you're all happy. Lord, we do think of people in other places like Libya where uh, they've suffered with their storm surge and thousands of people dead. Uh, we do think of people from way back uh, in Turkey uh, last uh, a year ago, almost a year ago now with, with the earthquakes. We think of places, of people in other places of the world who are suffering uh, through cat, uh, catastrophic events. Lord, would you comfort the grieving and would you be Jesus to people through your people? May people experience Christ, Lord through your people living like Christ. Lord, that's our prayer today. Hear our prayer that we might glorify you and how we live, what we think, what we say, and what we do to the glory of Jesus. Amen. Have a great day.